life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Seems like right before a trip, that's when everything comes down to the very last minute. Oh, it does. All this stuff piles on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You think, oh, I've got plenty of time, and then suddenly it's upon us. Mm -hmm. Here we are, mm -hmm. the day before we leave for Frankfurt. We're yep. headed there two days early for our annual pilgrimage adventure. It's yep. Pilgrimage 2017, and yep. this is an annual thing, guys. True, We'd true. love second, to have you next year. Third year you and I have gone in a row in September, and the second year we've taken people. Yeah. That is super cool. By yeah. the time you hear this, Paul and I will already be in Stuttgart, which is a reminder that night, which is a Friday night, we are in Stuttgart at Motor World. We're going to do a meetup. If anybody would like to come to Motor World, certainly follow the uh, Twitter and Instagram feed and chase us that way, and we will try to connect with you. We'd love to grab some dinner together. So we are going to be in Stuttgart on Friday night, and then on Saturday night we will be at Klassikstad, where we were last uh, last year. So, that, again, this is Friday, September 1st, 2017, and that's Stuttgart. And then Saturday, September 2nd, we'll be at Klassikstad. There's a nice restaurant there. We'll have Tom one. with us uh, that night. So if you'd like to come out and meet up there, we'd love to see that. Uh, we'd love to hang out with you. It was very cool last year. And then Sunday, everybody coming in from the U.S. arrives, and uh, we do the trip. Yeah. The yeah. ring, the, t the road tour day, <laughs> and spa. It's going to be so awesome and so quick. Got a lot of Facebook questions and Instagram and Twitter questions here, guys. Thank you so much for writing in. And to keep the thread going, Tyler O. has written to us and says, Hey, what excuses can I come up with to stay in Germany? Already have, Tyler. Already have. I'm staying for the Frankfurt Press Days. <laughs> I know you are. On the 12th. I'm not going to go are. to both yeah. days. But I think I can hit the, the whole show, everything I want to see on September 12th. That's the, the first day the Press Days open. Wow. I mean, just wow. the stuff that you and I are seeing in the news with everything yeah. coming through about this debut and BMW having 10 cars there. And I know. All this stuff. I can't wait. Well, and you went, you went last year. Well, last time. I guess Frankfurt's every other year. Every it? other year. It switches off with Paris. Yeah. So you went two years ago yeah. as well, and I missed it. And it was football fields and football fields oh, of cars. Gosh. And you were talking about it after the fact, how much walking you did. I'm, I, I'm a little bummed I'm not going, but I'm excited that you are. It's home field advantage for all the German manufacturers, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, Audi throws down. Excellent point, yeah. It's, I think, it's really great. I think two years ago, BMW had just a hall to themselves, just this huge wing. Did. You know, it's insane. So I'm going to be taking photos. That'll fill up our Instagram feed for years to come. I'm glad. Do it. Please, be, please, please. I'm, I'm hoping for cool stuff. And uh, Speaking yeah. of reveals, one's already happened before the show. Yes, it has. And that's the new Cayenne. He he. Of course, I've been looking at it because my wife and I have a first gen. You're looking at it cause <laughs> because it's a Porsche. Porsche. And I have to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I said it in the Panamera. I'm going to say it here again. I had no problem with the buttons. I know the buttons uh, overwhelm people initially. I would rather buttons than screens. Buttons are out. It's all screens. <laughs> I, I agree. So the overall styling looks unchanged to the untrained it's eye. It's evolutionary. But it is very yeah. evolutionary. And as a matter of fact, Porsche is now to the place where they're with their model lineup. They have enough models where they're like BMW and Mercedes, a lot of companies where mm -hmm. they're not going to do a major change. When the Cayenne was introduced... It was a fresh new styling. Sure. It's fresh new proportions. Sure, yeah, yeah. We had to all get used to that. And then as things iterate, yes, we've got you know just an evolutionary styling here. The front end is very much in keeping with the Cayenne theme or the Cayman theme, excuse me. 
And uh, the big news is the rear taillights. So that's now the corporate Porsche look mm-hmm. on the taillights, which I really which, like. Those are very cool. I will agree. And then the interior, which, as you'll note, is a uh, huge screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking initially, I, I, uh, I was thinking a little bit sparse, but the more I look at it, it's great. It's, it's very well done. It's very tight. The screen is actually longer mm-hmm. wide. It's, it's a letterbox, in, yeah. In the, it's yeah, letterbox it's even style. almost yeah. looking wider in the letterbox format there. Yeah. But uh, it's still visually interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very cleaned up and simple, mm-hmm. but very much visually interesting. And they're they're letting more of the screen dominate, which definitely sure. seems to be the recurring theme for Without most question. automakers these Without days. Without question, I mean that's the thing. That's where we're all going. I'm not yeah. I'm not the least bit surprised at this. It's it's you know trying to stop the tide. It's not going to happen. Okay, <laughs> it, this is how it is. Stop the tide. The, the Let's thi- just put our own big screen in there. The thing is though, I just I like having a tactile button. I know I'm old school. But I like having that tactile button. So I will miss that. I do think it's interesting that the uh, the handles in the center console are hanging on. They're remaining in the Cayenne. They are. And they are. and I actually got I like. into a conversation with Alex, I believe it was, at uh, the meetup that we just had over Lemons. Oh, sure. And he was asking, what the heck are those, are those handles for? And I said, as far as I can tell, that is the only remnant of the early Cayennes that had serious off-road capability. Uh-huh. Where you you know you could hang on to handles on both sides because you're not hanging on to the wheel. You can hang on handles on both sides and really right. grip because you're doing heavy-duty off-roading. All of that's gone now. Nobody's using these for that. Not but yet really. the handles remain. I think it's interesting also the Macan doesn't have those. Yes. Macan is nowhere near the off-roading capabilities of this Cayenne. Well, but the Cayenne doesn't good. have what it used to. I don't see – But I yeah, think these handles are that. a thing that doesn't even need to exist anymore. I'm really surprised <laughs> they kept the handles. The Trans-Siberia Cayenne model disappeared. That was sort of yeah. the off-road, the, the sand dunes. I guess. It's not that way anymore, but uh, I, I really like it. The proportions are definitely still there. They're tighter. I really like the rear taillights now. That's It's looking tight. It's looking really nice. But this of course, is a model they've, the prices are going up, I'm sure. Of course. Well, this is a model that they've really refined well over its lifespan. They aren't Agreed. doing anything Agreed. revolutionary to the styling, but they just keep nipping and tucking in the right ways, I feel like. So that's actually very cool. The platform cool. is evolving as well, and there's a lot of weight savings. We don't quite know all the specs on this car yet, but it's got the 918 spider steering wheel. I know. I, that's a thing for you. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really is. I mean, so did the uh, the 15, 16, 17s, but yeah, yeah. Still, still really digging it. It still well, seems it, fresh. It got, it got a few hundred pounds lighter going from the first mm-hmm. gen that I have to the second gen. It'd be amazing if they could pull that off again, but we'll see what happens. See, they still have buttons under glass. You know, it's like an ode to buttons that used to be I, there. Yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> still there. A, rem- a reminder <laughs> of when there was a thing called buttons. Now it's all haptic and touchscreen. Have a nice day. Oh, look, your piano black is smeared and smudged again. Again, agreed. Well, guys, we've got a couple of debates that are really fun for this podcast, and then loads of questions at the end. Yeah, and uh, of course, as we said, we are uh, our, our minds are racing towards Germany right now. As you you know, anticipate the flight and all mm-hmm. that stuff, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that. But well, and I'm thinking about yeah, all it's this getting crazy. I'm, I'm having that headspace where I'm already feel like feel, feeling like I'm forgetting something, but I haven't actually finished packing but yet. You haven't been finished packing. All right, so, so, so that's that's keep your brain going. Yeah, that's the I'm going to start making random notes. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. What about this? <laughs> So, yeah, the first debate is from Megan, who wrote in on behalf of her husband, Jordan. They are huge car freaks. Actually, Jordan has has the disease big time. She is tolerant, and now he has found us and listens to the podcast, and that may have made it worse. So we have to help <laughs> right. We have to help Jordan out in order kind of to help Megan out. Right. I will say that if you are female and you're writing to us, we will always do our best to try to get to your debate because it's so rare. I mean, yeah. we're uh, admittedly in an area dominated by 
you know, by guys. We just mm-hmm. were into cars. And the females that are, we love it. Your wife Absolutely. is getting more and more into it. I mean, I yeah. think she's hijacked your Lotus at this point. Just about, yeah. And uh, about. Which I love. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, if, uh, if you're writing in, please, uh, yeah, please write to us uh, if you've got your own car debate. Everyday Driver TV at Gmail or mm-hmm. on the website. And moving on, the guy who does track days with his wife, his handle is Mystic Negro. That mm-hmm. is George. He's asked multiple questions before on social media. Yeah, so he has. Great. He's finally got his own debate uh-huh. in email form uh-huh. written to us. And he, did you see in here? He's not going to give Volkswagen another dime of his money. Yeah. Audis, Volkswagens, or Porsches. Yep. And he doesn't like Porsches. He took the entire Volkswagen group off the map and said, never again. Unreal. Yep, yep, yep. My mind's been chewing on this all afternoon, this question here. So we're looking at debating this mm-hmm. as a fun coupe or sedan. And I believe he's out in the Atlanta area as well. So, George, we'll get to that in just a moment. But, yeah, let's kick it off with Megan's email here. Yeah, they're local. <laughs> she she starts local out. Us. Is this the email support group for Seriously, Jordan's disease? It is, for sure. <laughs> and and we're, we're both sorry and thankful that you wrote in. Uh, we're sorry that, that that's a problem. But, actually, we appreciate you being tolerant and actually kind of getting excited about what Jordan's next car is as well. Uh, you're still in college. You're, you're graduating, uh, actually, early next year. So, next spring, Jordan will graduate. And so, you're, t- you're having – here's the first two parts of the debate. Jordan has a Ford Focus SE, mm-hmm. and it's just boring. It's fine. Admittedly. It's sure. just boring. Sure. Uh, Megan has a, uh, a Subaru. She has a Subaru Legacy because this is Utah. Mm-hmm. So she has a Subaru Legacy. So they yes. have two cars covered. So the questions start to become, can Jordan get a car now? And sure. should, in the process, they sell both cars, both the Ford Focus and the, and the Subaru Legacy, giving them one car that's more fun? Or the other variation is, should they wait until he graduates and maybe have more money to throw at the problem? But that's a little bit of a maybe. We think it's going to be this way, but we're not certain. So there's a lot of variables in this. And I I have to say up front, I know it's not good advice. I have to say up front, look, if you hate your car, go get something else now. Hmm. Even if that's less money. Hmm. I just – because the someday thing – look, the someday thing is great for aspirational cars you'd like to own one day. But the number one reason we started this show is because of seeing people that would aspire to Ferrari ownership and shuffle off to their Camry. <laughs> this is the reason we started the show. It was friends who... There's no sunset involved or exactly. beaches. They, or they wanted to like nothing. their car, but they were dreaming about things they couldn't afford, and they were driving something that honestly wasn't a small monthly payment. They just hadn't shopped for something they liked. Agreed. As Megan is saying here, and you mentioned, Jordan graduates in the spring, and they've got these options here and Mm -hmm. really trying to decide. It's less about the car itself and what Jordan gets Mm -hmm. and more about now or later with college thrown into the mix. So she's saying they could sell both their cars and buy a $25,000 car now or wait till he graduates, and then it opens up options to the $35,000, $40,000 range. And so at the lower end, they're looking at the Audi S4 and S5, E46 M3, BMW 135i, or a newer S2000. So later in the S2000s run there. Yeah, yeah. And she would keep her car if he ended up getting that Honda. But the catch is it's got to be an automatic because she can't drive stick. But it seems like you won't drive stick. I agree. The the way it's listed here is that that you're claiming to be stubborn and stuck in your ways, which suggests you don't want to learn to drive stick. Um, 
Yeah, I think she's worried about herself falling off the edge and joining Jordan. And no, you, no, you know what I think it is. With the you disease? know what I think it is. I think it's learning stick from your husband. We've talked about this before. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Skiing, Interesting. Uh, anything you want to take on, but skiing, I've seen this like crazy. We have a rule: myself, my wife, and everyone we've ever skied with. You do not teach your spouse. Mm. You do not do it. Mm. Arguments will ensue. Honestly, Megan, I think you need to learn to drive stick, but I think you need to have someone else teach you. And I think you'll this love is it. Interesting. Because the other problem is if you're driving a car that you own together or a car that your husband really loves, there is some guilt. I can't believe I'm hurting this object that you love so much involved in learning to drive stick. You need to separate yourself from that. Hmm. And then it's just learning a skill. And I actually think even if even if she hasn't tuned into it yet, I think that's probably a factor here. And I would go the other way. If you have the wife that knows how to drive stick, she should not teach her husband. This is not a males to females thing. It's just right. period. Do it's... not teach your spouse this skill. Do not do it. <laughs> so I think it's great you brought that up. Yeah, and I think because I that think can be should... applied to any category. I mean, of of learning this yes. new daunting skill. Agreed. Whatever that is, yes. skiing, yes. mountain biking. I've seen it in stick. skiing like crazy. Don't do that. It's a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> there was actually a day when I I took my wife out with a friend of mine and his girlfriend. And both the girls wanted wanted instruction, and my friend and I decided for the day we swapped. I taught his girlfriend how to ski. He taught my wife how to ski, and it worked. And it worked fine. Right. If we had if we had talked directly, there would have been there would have been carnage. So I'm just saying, <laughs> dinner Megan, that evening is, wouldn't have gone well. No, it wouldn't have. And, and everybody <laughs> was great friends at dinner. We were awesome. It was all good. So yeah. So there's that element. I think you need to t- take some time and learn to drive stick. But the other thing about it that I thought read between the lines here, she's talking about selling both cars mm-hmm. if they get a car now, but then tosses in an S2000, which only came in stick, right. and says if that's the case, then she'd keep her car, which tells me we're really talking about 15 to 20 grand to buy a single car with her keeping one. Right. She goes on to mention in the email here that if they wait till Jordan graduates, they can get a nicer slash newer car. Mm-hmm. And in that range, he's thinking newer M3, looking at a Mercedes C63 AMG. Oof. Wow. BMW M235i or an Audi RS5. And obviously those can become, you know, in a variety of transmissions there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so really it's sort of now or later. And I want to bring up two things. Okay. First of all, your college years. Yeah. Second of all, insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, Megan and Jordan, I don't think you're married yet. I think uh, maybe if things look serious. Uh, oh, no, you're, uh, yeah. you are married. No, this is a husband and wife. That's scenario, right. For sure. I, my mistake. You are married. So uh, you, you have that going for you from an insurance perspective, mm-hmm. which is great. I was going to say, if you are, that definitely helps. It helps. But immensely. no, I, I, I turned uh, 25 and got married the same year and my insurance plummeted because those are the two milestones. Male that turns 25 and male that gets married. I did both in one year. Insurance became like a quarter what it was instantly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they like that, that, uh, that element. So that's great. You've already got that box checked there. But uh, the college years is where I'm currently at. Okay. And okay. things changing after college. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And maybe you relocate. And that was even in your email here that mm-hmm. you might move out of state in two years. Yep. Yep. So yeah, Jordan wants a great car for commuting and Canyon drives, possibly something to track. Yeah. But, you know, life situations change. Mm-hmm. And so we've got a debate here. Is it just, hey, fun now and not caution to the wind, but just kind of enjoy it now? Or should you just hang on? Funny enough, I'm kind of leaning towards the, you know what? You're still in college. 
Just okay. chill out. Okay. You've got so much time to decide because, again, what happens when first jobs come? I guess first sure. jobs out of college. Sure, yeah. That happens. And then, you know, maybe you move. What depends on where you move. That might change. Of course, you can always get a different car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is not the end-all, be-all car for the no, rest of time. it doesn't need to be, which is what's so great. Yeah. And that's the other side of the, the debate here. But, you know, insurance, okay, yes. But then I'm thinking from a college perspective, you're still in just get stuff done, errands, just kind of sure, beat yeah, it around. yeah. yeah. You know, take friends around. It's not, you know, hey, and could you actually think about a college graduation present to yourself? Possibly. After Possibly. finishing everything. I mean, yeah, depending on the cost of college and this all that stuff. This is very wise of you. Very wise of you. I'm not being <laughs> Financial wise planning today. advice. I'm right not being to, nearly uh, this wise today. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was kind of looking at this thinking, all right, because in, in my college situation and yours, mm-hmm. we weren't thinking about having something relatively precious something newer and kind of hot with the the list that she's mentioned here. We weren't thinking about that in relation to, Hey, I'm still in college, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just whatever. I'm still schlepping art supplies around. Totally. Still totally. Yeah. Doing this, doing that, you know, whatever to, to make it through. And then Mm -hmm. once you're through, okay, now everything changes. Mm -hmm. You know, your thinking changes, your living situation changes, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, it might be a little too wise at this point because uh, <laughs> my car proclivities, my car yeah, jonesing yeah. has to override this at some point and say, gosh, we got to get you out, out of that focus. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of mixed. You're, you're, be, you're, I'm, being, I'm, you're being very mature. I, I'm, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going to take the other side for a moment. Okay. okay? Fair enough. Here, we need some immaturity to here's, absolutely. sprinkle here, and, around. And I'm bringing that. Here, here we go. Uh, I am a 10-year-old. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so here's the thing. The thing I like about this, Megan, is the fact that you are – a car girl in your own right. You you kind of demure that in this email, but it's clear that your husband's all about cars and really wants something he loves. But I very much get the vibe that you want to like this car too. Mm-hmm. You want to have a car you like because you've got the Subaru Legacy. You even call out your own car as very boring. So you have car <laughs> interest as well. And it's making me kind of extrapolate to the relationship I have with my wife. Okay, I'm the car freak. But as we've gotten into stuff that's been really good, the Porsche and the and the, the Lotus, it has awakened in her a much more car love, which is something else we can share. It is an awakening, more like a stealing of your car. That's happening too. But but this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> so what what I don't think you should do, honestly, because of the stage of life you're in, I don't think you should sell both cars and get into one. That creates all sorts of other sharing issues, mon- money issues, Agreed that kind of thing. with that. So yeah. I think keep the legacy. The legacy is the official car of Utah. Keep it. Sure. Drive it. It's fine. It's fine. It runs. Let's replace this Ford Focus and let's go fifteen grand. Okay. So he's got it for the next six months to a year. And like we talked about before, cars are one of the easiest things for you to just go, I'm done. I'm done True. and moving on. True. So let's not try to get the full 25, 30 grand out of it. Let's shop at 15, maybe 17 on the high side. Let's shop there. Keep the legacy. Sell the Focus. Do that. And that's where my brain went. And I also thought about trying to get a fun car that hopefully the two of you can both enjoy. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing that's nice about this scenario is if you keep the legacy, you have the all-purpose utility vehicle car. If you need to carry a lot of stuff, you need to go on a big road trip, you need to go to Home Depot, whatever it is, you mm-hmm. have a car that does all that. Which You've also got it. You can frees, beat on it. Exactly. Also frees the two of you up to get a car that you can just enjoy together. 
but it doesn't have to be this big. I mean, down the road, let's let's great down the road. Let's spend more money. That's fine. But I I, I want to encourage you to get something fun that is well within your budget and reality right now. So and still enjoy. are you saying this might be contingent upon Megan learning to drive stick? Well, I, I'm going to put that out there as a headline in general. Megan, I think you should learn. Period. But I'm with you. But I'm with you. I, I, to the side of that, I actually am listing cars I know all of which come in automatic. For your choices for mm-hmm. 15. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Okay. You could get yourself an NC Miata. The yes. automatic in that car is solid. It's not great, but it's solid. It's a yep. nice automatic. It's not a weird slush box thing. It's pretty good. NC Miata, 15 grand. You could probably get a hard top for 15 grand. Okay. Two of All you right. could go to NC, dinner. Yeah. You yeah. Could, he can drive it and you can have fun. You can track it if you want. Obviously, it's a Miata. Of course you could. Yep. Yep. So there's that. You could chase GTI. Get a used GTI for 15 or so. Get a DSG. Mm. Very good gearbox. Very good gearbox. Now, don't go super high mileage. Those can be a problem for reliability. But GTI with a DSG gearbox, you both would enjoy that. We're, we're coming out of a Focus, a Focus SE. The GTI is going to be a rock star car by comparison. It is. But sure. if we're talking hot hatches, used Mini Cooper. Okay. Not solid, often we recommend that, but it solid is solid auto it is in that car. Solid automatic in yeah, that car. Yeah. I mean, look, any of these cars, of course, I would say get manual if you can. But I'm I'm thinking automatic. I'm thinking fifteen to seventeen grand, and I have to say it because I would be uh, remiss to not say it. You can get yourself an automatic eighty six, a BRZ or an FRS. Say, that's got to be on the list. That is a honestly, that is a great automatic. As six speed automatics go, it is genuinely a great one. Where you've got Subaru, probably the using, best in that bunch that you've named. I'd yes, say. especially considering that Subaru is all CVT right now, right? With paddles that you pull that pick a, a, a pick a ratio, but it's not a gear. That's not the case in the '86. It's an actual six cogs automatic that listens to the paddles. It's not a dual clutch, but it's solid. Mm-hmm. So those four cars: NC Miata, GTI, Mini Cooper, '86. The two of you should go drive those four cars together. I think you can get one for fifteen to seventeen grand of any of them. Replace one car, hang on and enjoy that fun car together or alone or whatever. And then when you've both graduated, if you're moving and you have money, a year, two years down the line, reassess. Hmm. All right. So that that's pretty interesting. You make a compelling case here. I'm still very mixed. I'm pretty <laughs> pretty fifty fifty. You're on being this. mature. It's, hey, this is what we do. You're offering a counterpoint. You're not offering the counterpoint I expected. I was expecting <laughs> cheap Caymans, but uh, but but bravo to you. Well done. Well, you know, if we're gonna do this, it's got to be contingent on a couple of things, and one is the tracking part. Jordan wants something that you you can track. Yeah, but you could track anything. You could. You could yeah. track a bus. Yes. Yes. Clearly, we've seen the West Failure Van. Yes. The Vanagon, Vanagon Life on track. <laughs> no, this is not the car we we live in at the track. This is actually the track it car. This is a track car. Yeah, we dro- probably drove here in a sports car just to really complete the irony. <laughs> we drove here in a really nice sports car and we tracked the van. Yeah. Exactly. And second of all, Megan, just the fact that you have written in and identified what Todd has very correctly honed in on here. I do think there's a part of you, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. I do think there's some part of you that wants to learn and wants to know. And look at stick as a life skill. Mm-hmm. Don't relate it to cars in general. And That's we've fair. talked about That's this. Yeah. What if you're in a situation and somebody says, hey, could you go move that truck over there? Oh, it's stick and you don't know how. 
Well, suddenly you you lack that skill to go be able to help sure. out in that situation. Less common in this instance, but I take your point. I'm just saying sometimes it comes up. So I'm not saying you have to learn how to tie specific knots and build True. fire out of nothing. And, the, yeah, these are but, those but are unless you get stranded there. on an island, those are really rare. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was take your point. Say, there's not a stick shift Miata to get from that island, end of the island, to that end, to get the coconuts. <laughs> Stop. Okay, way off in the weeds. I'm, I'm looking at it as you want to support him, you're into this together, and if you are to go the now route mm-hmm. and say, we're mm-hmm. going to get the car now, at that price range, there really is only one car that sticks out in my mind, okay. and it is the S2000. Yeah. But it's only stick. Yeah. I think... You're not admitting to yourself and to now everybody listening worldwide that you would be intrigued to learn manual and that it actually you might like it. Yeah, everything secretly she li- deep down. It's hysterical that that you're list. You're worried that you're going to like it and have to admit that to yeah. all of us. It, it, it's funny because everything on that list is offered an automatic except for the random S2000, which is in there anyway. I, that is a fantastic. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and of course, I don't even have to list it again because it's a great choice. It's a fantastic choice. I mean, but now you have to learn stick. Do we have the rest of your lives to get all the Mercedes and BMWs and the sure you do. lovely stuff sure that comes you do. out? Sure you do. I like the BMW M235i later on down the road, say, mm-hmm. you know, sure. a few years after college. That that sounds lovely. But, you know, if we're going to do this now, I think it's contingent upon you learning stick, whether or not you continue to use it. But then if you do get something that Jordan loves, you can drive it. And what if you like it? Oh, yeah. What if? Well, but, but you know what? Here's the other thing. They get a car now that is a fun car they both enjoy. That they both can drive. Stick, automatic, whatever. But a fun car you can both enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then two, three down, th- years down the line, Megan, it's now your turn. But now sure. you've had a very different car experience along with Jordan. How different is the shopping for the two of you for your replacement car if you've had this fun car experience in the interim? You'll shop yeah. differently, both of you. And you'll wind up with two cars you love, which is – we're all about that for sure. Agreed. All right, so uh, if if that's where you're standing, I'm I'm still very mixed because then I, I could say just you know you're in college, chill out. I know, I know, I know, I know. You and I weren't feeding the disease when we were in college. We, we weren't were looking through car magazines. We weren't. We weren't. But I didn't have anything close to fifteen to. I had like two or three grand to play with, not fifteen to twenty that I could pull off. And I wasn't already married. So true. Th- there's true. a level of maturity that exists here between Jordan and Megan already. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm accepting that reality and saying, go, I support you. Give us a moment to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Here at Podcast One, we love hearing from you. We read every tweet and comment you send our way. So don't miss your chance to take our summer listener survey. Just go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. Or go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey. It only takes a few minutes, and it gives you the opportunity to make a direct impact on your favorite shows. Tell us how you really feel so we can get to know you better. We value your thoughts and participation. So check out the survey at podcastone.com slash mysurvey. Or click on the survey banner on podcast Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. 
So we're back with uh, with Mystic Negro, which is a fantastic handle. Uh, this is the guy that's written to us about a supervillain has captured your family, and this is due, and that is, this is that person. And he's and we've answered these questions a couple of times because they've made us laugh. He is writing in with a car debate along those lines. His car debate is about how much he hates. His, listen for a second. This is a 2016, a very recent BMW 328, and he he has he spends two paragraphs properly trying to share. His actual name is George. George spends two paragraphs trying to share how much he hates this car. <laughs> it, and it's he, eloquent, as a matter of fact. And he even says, back to his supervillain trend, if a supervillain were to kidnap my family and say I had to keep this car till the end of my loan and to, <laughs> to get them back, <laughs> he would then craft a ad, not for the car, but for a new Craigslist family <laughs> because the car has to go. I laughed at this email, George. This is really funny. It's great. So you said, why would you buy a car that you hated? Well, we talk about new experiences, as George, you've pointed out here. But apparently you've bought five cars from the same dealership, which means they'll do good things. They'll be nice to you because you're a customer. They should be. I mean, you found that out with your credit union. Yeah, you know, you're a customer, so yeah. come on, give me a deal. But by the fifth car, you should it should be a dispenser. You should drive one in on Tuesday. <laughs> and be like, I don't like this one. They should give you a new one. <laughs> they should. So you had some stuff going on with your folks, your elderly parents, and uh, you had some decisions to make from a yeah. family standpoint. But you're looking to get rid of this car now. Because you're in positive equity, which is good. Yeah. And so the middle of Q4 2017, and then you proceed to jump into the, I'll never give Volkswagen another uh-huh. dime. Here's the list of things that we cannot wow. recommend. He just He's wiping the board clean of certain brands for certain reasons. <laughs> he said no Porsches. And he, he's always thought the 911 was ugly. All right. I'm having <clears throat> a tough time actually reading yeah. that sentence aloud. Yeah. But all right. No BMWs. Wow. As he's hinted before, if you've count the Mini, they've owned two of them. Five of their last six cars have been BMWs. Yep. <laughs> he so, said, maybe one day I'll hate myself enough to buy a 540 wagon project car, just but fun. today just ain't the day. So, yeah. So BMW, gone. We have plenty of BMW history. Volkswagen Group, because of past history, the entire – think about the scale of the Volkswagen Group. <laughs> the entire Volkswagen Group is off the table, taking with wow. it beloved Porsche for you. That's out. Uh, no Volkswagens, no Audis. On and on it goes. Uh, we probably can't even recommend Seats if they had them in this country. The Volkswagen Group <laughs> is true. out. So there you go. Uh, it also says uh, no manuals. So, um, okay. That, all right. All right. But we do have $50,000 to work with. That is the good news. Piece of good news here. And he says, bang on fifty grand. His credit union will laugh hysterically and wipe tears from their eyes if we exceed that by any dollar. So, okay, he's leaning towards coops here. George, you've given us a nice list to start thinking about and working with here. You've mentioned the Mercedes C43 AMG. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you can find hotter, better, cheaper cars than that. But, okay, interesting place to start. We've also got the Cadillac ATSV, Which is yes. very cool. Very good. Uh, Fantastic, and you acknowledge it. Fantastic chassis, oh, average yeah. interior. Yeah, yeah. He admits that right here. But it's it's such a good car to drive. Such a good car. He to drive. He said the CTS Coupe that he used to have is the only car he's ever loved. Which is interesting. That that that, that rises makes that that ATS rise further in the discussion because ATS V yeah, Coupe. That's that's a great car. Genuinely, it's an overlooked car as well. So the other stuff on the list here is the Lexus RC350, so the coupe, mm-hmm. yeah. or the RCF. Yeah. Okay. So getting a little bit hotter there. 
And then finally, if you were to go sedan, it might be the CTS V Sport or Chevy SS, which mm-hmm. is uh, is cool. That's on the list here. But uh, yeah, you you definitely go uh, automatic with that. So those are the only two four doors that are doing it for you. And of course, he's saying somebody's screaming at their instrument panel or their fellow commuters on the train, automatic Mustang, just get it. Yeah. But apparently. He, he's not going there. Yeah, he's not that's, going that's there not, That's not possible. I, uh, I've got some interesting choices. And so first of all, I'm going to start by validating the Lexus choices. Love those. I agree. I agree. And I'm going to add the IS350 F Sport. Which sure. we really love. It is. It is quite good. good. Very Something good to think about yep. as a four door. Yeah, right? I mean, if we're if we're going coupes, I have to say the RC has really excellent presence on the road. Absolutely. And every time I see one, I'm just like, that is a really good looking car. Yeah, yeah. You just don't see too many of them. They're they're yeah. fairly unique in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Definitely validating your ATS V sedan or coupe for sure. For sure. George, this is this is where it gets. Uh, <clears throat> just take it with a grain of salt. I won't say weird. But it's just going to get food for thought here. Okay. So at the low end, have you looked at the Kia Optima SX Turbo? I'm just putting it out there for benchmarking purposes only. I'm giving you space to run here. (laughs) This is a nearly 250 horsepower car. Okay. And brand new. It has all the tech amenities, okay, Mm -hmm. that might appeal to you. Now, as far as it being a true enthusiast car, we cannot go there. Yeah. I'm not going yeah. there. But I'm just saying it's going to be far less than 50. You'd have a little bit of play money left over. Sure. And yeah. it could be an interesting choice. I'm all about it. And again, I, I dig the styling. It actually turned my head the other day that it doesn't look like a Camry to my mm-hmm. eye. It, mm-hmm. The proportions look a little bit better. So that's just – we can leave that there. And now I'm going to cleanse. I'm going to okay. – you know yeah, whatever yeah. sorbet for your mind here <laughs> is. All right. And I went shopping for you. And I think I found your car, except it's got a big problem. Uh-oh. I found a 2006 Aston Martin V8 Vantage Coupe. Thank you. For $48,995. I was wondering why that car was not on the list. I'm glad you brought it up. It has 6,875 miles on it. It's brand new. Seriously? Yep. It's how much? 48, 49 grand. We'll call it, they might... Let it go for 48.5, maybe 48. Wow. Okay. It's a manual transmission. But hmm. if you keep this mindset and you go shopping Aston Martin, could you find an automatic? Probably. For the same price. I went all the way back. I mean, 10, yeah. 11, 12 years ago here now. So, you know, early vantage V8 coupe. But wow. And I looked at the mileage on here and I thought, Oh my gosh, that's sat in someone's garage. Yeah. It's brand new. Hardly ever used, yeah. Service it, yeah, yeah, yeah. put new tires on it. You have a Done. brand new Aston Martin Vantage yes. for under your budget. Yes, which everyone will think that car costs two or three times wow. that. Everyone will think that. Yes. Not that that matters, but I'm just saying that's the kind of presence that car has. I mean, talk about a fun enthusiast car. Mm-hmm. It's still luxurious. It's got all those things. And the, the nav system in there is so... You know, 2006 that you can just kind of plug <laughs> Might the phone be and 1996 by this <laughs> point, be. yeah. Uh-huh. But look at the car, listen to it. Everybody's yeah. going to drool over this thing. Yeah. I'm all about the Aston Martin. Okay, and this is probably one of the few podcasts where I've been all about a Kia and all about an Aston Martin. In the yeah, that same is quite debate. impressive, I have to admit. Yeah. But the others on here, there's an 09 V8 Vantage Coupe for 48.5 with 31,000 miles. I mean, there's a few in here, and I bet you you could find an automatic. Uh, yeah, most of them I'm seeing are six-speed manuals, but 
okay, mm-hmm. these Astons have low miles because they were never the commute car. They were never the, you know, the main car. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking you can find one that's almost new for under 50K. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly, people are going to wonder what happened, but you'll be rocking an Aston. That's cool. I, I, that's actually, I had two on my shortlist and one wild card, and that was one of the two on my shortlist. Really? The, the shortlist of why aren't these being considered? And I think the yeah. Vantage is one for sure. Yeah. And here's the thing. I hate to say it this way, but here's the truth. George is used to tolerating, clearly, pain of maintaining cars <laughs> with his BMW and Volkswagen histories. So, honestly, the Vantage doesn't scare me for you. Especially one of these low-mile ones. It's just, I mean, yeah, they have to replace some stuff now and then, but we don't hear about Vantage's being money pits. Yeah, right. And you're driving a Vantage, so that's very good. So that's, oh. I, I like that. Oh, you're finding more. Oh, I just found an Look 05 out. DB9 GT. No, sorry. Holy moly. Can't back your play there. 45 grand automatic 12-cylinder. Holy moly. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I can't back your Get play the Vantage. Well Get Stay the with Vantage. the Vantage. Vantage is but better. A DB9? But yeah, are you kidding me? DB9 for that money is shocking. Ooh. I agree with that. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I, I also want to back. Look, the, the, the Mercedes is interesting, but then the fact that in your next breath you're like, I like the interior, but the rest of it, yeah, you're just worried about the fact Not that it doesn't it. feel like enough car for your money. I think that's an interesting takeaway. So, so I'm going to go with your instincts there and say I'm just going to – I like it, but I'm going to step away from it. I love that you like the ATS-V. That's mm-hmm. such a cool car. It is. The, the coupe yeah. or the sedan, just, just that's a really great car, fantastic chassis. We are big fans of the RC Lexus. Um, if you went full sedan, CTS-V, okay, maybe, or Chevy SS. Have you driven the Chevy SS? Because the Chevy SS is really great, honestly. And it they, is. And, and you'd have money left over. Oh, my gosh. Real money left yeah. over. So I, yeah. I, I, think you, I think you need to drive the SS so you've driven it, so think you know there's it. any sitting on lots still? Probably. Like, like the Evo, Probably, like a 2015 yeah. Evo, brand yeah, new. Yeah, but don't pay over over sticker. You need to no, pay an under sticker. But they'd be but, yeah. wanting to get rid of it, and and they'd be almost paying you to take it off their lot. Maybe I don't know. It depends on depends on what they think. <laughs> Please, sir, th- you're interested in this car. We have had listeners what though that do? have sent us listings of brand new 2015 Evos sitting on lots near them, listed above MSRP. Yeah, which, which is, is why they're still which is sitting ridiculous, there. Ridiculous, yeah. but they exist. Yeah. Plus the fact that, here's the other thought I've had, that car sat for two plus years, I'm off on Evos, but two, three plus years on a dealer's lot and not been driven, what all are you going to have to replace? Yeah. That's just sure. sat there for too just long. hasn't been driven. Yeah, anyway, that's a side note. So anyway, I wanted to back those choices. I, I did have two kind of branch out, please consider, and the Vantage was one, but the other one was this, that I may like more than the Vantage. You want a coupe. You want some style. You want something new. You want something you haven't had before. My friend, Jaguar F-Type. Bingo. Love it. Jaguar F-Type. Fantastic chassis. Great balance. V6 for this price. Oh, yes. oh yeah. But but the V6 is great anyway. Oh, it is. You Absolutely. get the coupe. It's got a nice automatic. I mean, Lighter look, balance. All that stuff. Yeah. It's awesome, think, but those are still I think that's a car. It's, it's a totally different thing than anything you've had before. Yeah. Embrace the coupe reality. I, I think the F-Type is a real contender. Oh, that's excellent. And then I have a wild card because we don't mention it much. And because it's tapping on the top end of your budget, and I personally, if it was me shopping, I do use F-Type or Vantage over what I'm about to suggest. But with your other things on here, there's one you've forgotten. Okay. Infinity. Okay. All right. Infinity has the Q60 in every flavor you can imagine, which is their Lexus RC competitor. This is true. Yeah. This is a car, I have to be honest with you, when I, I'm actually on the website right now, I see their pictures on the website, I don't think it's attractive. I, I see photos online, I don't think it's attractive. I see one pass me on the road, and I go, that's a great looking car. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've never liked a single photo I've ever seen. I'll even go so far as to say when I saw it on the show stand, I didn't even like it. When really? When I see them on the Up road, on turntable I think they look great. Interesting. So it's got a car. It's got some level of presence for sure. You can go all the way from like a 200 horsepower version to the 400 horsepower Red Sport 400. Okay. okay. Now that one starts at 51, so it's probably out. That's so if probably I go out, just yeah. under that though, just under that, we're talking about 300 horsepower. Now, Infinity, be careful. They have their direct digital steering thing that's steer by wire, but you can, in most cases, opt out of that. In most cases, now you can get traditional steering, or you can check a box because you want to be, oh, we need, you just, you just check the box for digital steering. Don't do that. So if you do the traditional <laughs> right. steering and don't check that box, 300 horsepower, look at the Infinity Q60. At least give it a glance if you're looking at that Lexus. That's my wild card because it doesn't get mentioned much. And because 400 horsepower is the one you want, you probably can't afford that. But 300 won't be bad. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. All right. Uh, so George, you've got some deciding to do, my friend. Uh, this is going to be interesting. For I sure. like the Jag idea a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, I think that gets it done for sure. With this kind of money, that's, that's gorgeous. It's a great car. It's that's a great, just great car. gorgeous. Yeah. And newer, certainly, from a, mm-hmm. you know, just I got a newer car. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is nice. But uh, yeah, George, let us know. Hopefully that's helpful. Uh, we will go ahead and move on to the questions all over social media here. Thank you for writing in. This mm-hmm. is going to be uh, really interesting. <laughs> Uh, where do you want to start? Where should should we jump in here? Well, we're about to get on a, on a flight. In fact, by the time you guys hear this, we will have done our uh, transatlantic flight already. Uh, so Tyler has asked, uh, what kind of stuff do we do on a flight that long? What do we do on a flight to Germany? Uh, do we do anything car related? Do we besides sleep and drool? Yeah. Do we do we eat the terrible food? Do we watch movies? Uh, generally, I will watch one movie at most, but mostly, I know this won't be a shock. I will be editing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not editing, I might be writing a little bit. But I will mostly be editing. And I know I'll be editing on the way back because we'll have new footage in the can. But since we've we've shot, including Lemons, we've shot three of uh, of the season episodes for season two. So that stuff's got to get edited. I need to start now. I'm, I've got a couple of them that I'm trying to get done by end of September. And that begins – September begins while we're gone. So <laughs> editing's got to be done. And and you're in – you know, you're you're on an island for eight hours. There's right, you know, because I'm not paying for Wi-Fi. I don't need to do email. I'm just I'm there. Right. I probably won't sleep. I can't sleep on planes. I've never been able to sleep on planes. So I get like an hour if I try. You know what I mean? So I'll probably maybe I'll yeah. watch a, a, a bad movie. The, <laughs> and I say bad be, not because the movie's necessarily bad, but because the airplane versions are almost always bad. But anyway, and the viewing experience on a tiny screen. Exactly. Even those upgraded airplanes have bigger, better screens. But, still, yeah, but it has gotten quite a bit better. I in the think last we're on an years. Airbus three thirty, which is the nice big one. But yeah. I don't know what equipment it'll have. So we'll so. Yes, yeah, so I will probably edit. I'll have my laptop, and now off I go. Yeah, reading for me definitely. Uh, I try to doze a little bit, at least uh, get a few hours of sleep, and uh, yeah, planning all kinds of stuff for um, you know the trip, the rest of the trip. As you know, I'm staying through the Frankfurt Motor Show mm-hmm. there. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, definitely. yeah, we've got so much to do uh, the rest for um, for the rest of this year, this calendar year. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of hanging out, reading magazines, mm-hmm. watching movies. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. the normal stuff. Uh, Nico Meager on Instagram is asking which car we are looking forward to driving the most while in Germany. One you've driven, okay. one you haven't. Right. Yeah. Well, the way pilgrimage is set up is for the folks who want to come with us. The the usual just sort of the ground floor is you've got. Really, it's based on mileage, but you essentially got about a half a day sprinkled out over a full day Mm -hmm. 
of driving. It's about four hours of driving, yeah. Right. So there's obviously downtime for that car. So that means you're sharing a car. Mm -hmm. You can upgrade to more track time, a car all for yourself, an upgraded car all for yourself. Yeah. There's a bunch of different options. You can kind of select from a menu We've had many now. variations this year. It's been, yeah. it's been cool, but we've done total a la carte this year. It's yeah, very it's cool. Yeah, it's very, you know, lots of twists and turns there. But we've got the Renault Megane mm -hmm. 265 yep. and the BMW uh, 135i. No, excuse me, the 235i. Yeah. We've got both those cars, which we've driven and loved on track. We'll drive them on the ring for sure. And yeah. then we've got some stuff for Spa that you and I have never driven that Not I'm actually spa. looking forward yeah. to. So there's some yeah. potential stuff coming in. Possibly came in GTS. Yes. Alpha 4C. Yes. What else? Possibly an M4 on Spa. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. You and I are, are kind of filling in uh, where we're balancing out other people's rentals. It, it, it doesn't matter to go into, but, but we've got a kind of a cadre of cars available and people mm -hmm. are going to be in various things and we're going to be in them as well. So we're very excited about all of those for sure. Plus whatever the rental fleet gives us. I mean, the Peugeot tiny thing. Yes, the tiny the, little hatchback that we have and our van that will take 10 people. Both of those should <laughs> certainly be tracked. There is that terrible part of me every time we go that wants to just track the van on the ring because you know the ring's not going to care. Wait to, wait to, to, <laughs> yeah. to this and fart and to wait till the track day ends and yeah, TF right. starts and track the van just to do right. it. Agreed. All right. So what's what else is on here? Uh, well, uh, Damien asked a question that I thought was interesting on Facebook. He said, what do we think of manual transmissions in electric cars? Mm. Damien, I love manual transmissions. They're irrelevant in this discussion. Yeah, agreed. Because they have so much torque, they have full torque from essentially as soon as they start turning over, the whole thing you see is that Electric cars don't even have transmissions. They don't need transmissions. In an electric car, what you're actually creating here is it's it's almost like trying to connect really old tech. It, it's like it's like trying to teach your horse to drive. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> okay. Because all right, riding a horse can be very cool. That's a form of transport. Your horse should not be involved in transporting you in a car. Sure. They right. don't connect. Right. This is the manual transmission electric car problem because it so doesn't need it your engagement is actually holding back that technology. Hmm. Hmm. And I love manuals. Love them. There's no point. It, it, to the yeah. point that, that yeah. I think Tesla and their, uh, their Roadster had a couple speed transmission, and they even walked away from that as soon as they could because it just it holds back the technology. And if you look at what they're doing with the Model Xs and all that, dragging and trolling all kinds of people, clearly they don't need it. Yeah, and Oscar's already pointed out here, you know, it, uh, an electric motor is spinning too fast, or it can spin far faster than an internal combustion true, engine. True, true. So it's unnecessary. I mean, what, Yeah, just... what, what is that synchro like? <laughs> that synchro's had a very, very hard day. It's big as yeah. your head just yeah. to <laughs> handle the torque coming through there. No, that's, that's excellent. Uh, also, uh, what else do we have on here? Thomas A. on Facebook is asking, when is a car too fast for the road that you can no longer enjoy it at legal speeds? I kind of read into this, what cars are too fast for the road? Mm, okay. Because, yes, when, I mean, of course, anything way above legal speeds, you're, you're asking for it. The exceptions are, you know, the Autobahn trip that we're doing and the de-restricted Autobahn driving that we oh, can sure. do. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That's Any obviously car, a total exception. Get after it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the discussion is ongoing for Camrys that have 300 horsepower and will increase in the future. Yeah. And, you know, let's take the McLaren 720. Is that too much for just driving around? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's overkill. Sure, yeah, yeah. It really is. But does that take away your enjoyment? No, you've got to drive it for... You know, okay, I'm just driving it for this now, but you've mm -hmm. got to make sure you've got some sort of outlet to take advantage of it. And that means a track or yeah. de-restricted Autobahn or highway or yeah. drag strip or something like that. If you're going to own something like this, I mean, it gets tough. And for you and I, it's canyon driving. Mm -hmm. 
which sure. which makes yeah. it nice. So that's yeah. kind of our outlet. But at the same time, though, you and I are not driving six, seven hundred horsepower cars in those scenarios. No, no. I mean, I would say. If you have a car, and this is a this is a, a gray area dis- description here, but I think if you have a car where you can drive it in all the conditions you drive it in, outside of the track, I mean, all the conditions you drive it in, I'm even including canyon roads, and you can't ever floor it for risk of the tires breaking loose and it spinning, or for risk of you essentially doing anything more than barely touching the firewall. If you can't mm-hmm. floor it for two yeah. or three seconds at a time, your car's too powerful. Right, because you're never using what it needs, and that was the whole thing with the Hellcats when we've had Hellcats before. You floor that car for two or three seconds, you're going to jail, <laughs> and you have to yeah. do it someplace like a freeway because you just need real estate. You know, <laughs> and if you floor it on the freeway, you're going off the freeway, and then you're going to jail. Yeah, well, there's that possibility as well. But that's the thing. I mean, even though even though the the Lotus that I have now is significantly faster than the FRS, I'm still finding plenty of times in normal driving where my foot's to the floor. And, you know, and I'm, I'm still in normal speeds. I'm not saying, because I'm going 150 everywhere, man. No, I'm just driving normally, but I have opportunities. Mm-hmm. You take something like a Hellcat, there's just never a reason for it. You just, you don't have a place for it. Right. I mean, this has brought back the debate about, you know, slow car fast, fast car sure, slow. Of course, of course. Driving to the limits of a slow car. Absolutely. All those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, which is very fun. I realize a yeah. lot of people don't connect with that. But in general, especially if you have any, any corners at all, that's very fun. Yeah, agreed. Well, Sean Q's got a question on here about the new Camry. Speaking of Toyotas, mm-hmm. they have tried with some success, he says, to inject a little bit of passion into it with the new styling. And yes, I know the gentleman who has styled that. He yeah, did the yeah, NASCAR yeah. version of it at the same time, which is very typical. He's asking, did they go too far, sort of into the cliche mm-hmm. and cheesy? Does the Camry really need a faux diffuser? I definitely <laughs> understand what you're asking. Sean, look at the the car styling, the car designed end of it from the... The, okay, we need to appeal to a, a big market for this particular car. It's not an enthusiast car per se, mm-hmm. but if mm-hmm. the Camry buyer, the p- people who <laughs> might own two yeah, or yeah, trade yeah. the next one in. Or keep getting you know, next generation. Next I've known one. lots of those people, they for just sure. Do. It just runs. We're, we're just getting the new Camry. Mm-hmm. We're trading this one in. We're just getting the new Camry. That's kind of how they're thinking. Which is fine, but you've got to keep in mind, yes, one designer can be very passionate about it and sketch into the concept, hey, here's this diffuser, here's this little tidbit, and it makes it look sportier. That's what's going to end up selling. Something that looks continually boring and, you know, just a couple of straight lines, that's not going to appeal. But if some buyer can feel like they've got an upgraded model or it says, hey, this is a little bit sportier, faster, GT car, whatever that is, but it's still a Camry, my beloved Camry, (laughs) then that's great. Because the designers are over here in this room. They consume all the same content you and I do. Sure they do. Yeah, They're rabid driving enthusiasts. Ralph Giles is a great example. He and Doris race vipers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and his wife. I mean, every car designer is just into it, man male or female, they paint their helmets, they do all this kind of stuff. They <laughs> race RC cars in the yeah, driveway, yeah, yeah. you know, on and on and on. So then it goes to committee. It goes to all these departments, legal, marketing, the people who build uh-huh. it. Yeah. The fact, where yeah. is this car going to be sold? In the case of a Camry, it's sold in a lot of places on mm-hmm. the planet. Mm-hmm. So it's got to appeal to a lot of people. I'm not going to say it's a global car, but it's pretty, but, pretty close. But you look at the numbers, it definitely has to, for sure. So it's got to sell... And it's bread and butter, mm-hmm. and that's what takes precedence over us as enthusiasts saying, yeah, yeah. okay, the faux diffuser and the chrome-plated plastic is a little cheesy, but sure. eh, okay. Sure, yeah. 
they've got to sell cars for sure for them to be able to make the new Supra or we hope or you know fun things in the future. Yeah, that yeah. has specific niches, and the designers do go crazy, and then the you know the marketing people and the you know yeah hey we got to build this we got to sell it for the right price because again the difference between art and design is a thousand sketches for a dollar each versus <laughs> one painting for one thousand dollars yeah i hear you and if you can't build something to make a profit you're an artist yeah and art sells and this is art the can tough sell thing for even more but this is the tough thing about a consumable object but which ultimately a car is object yeah. a product design yeah. it's got to make money it's yeah. got to be able to you know built for a certain cost to be able to make money which really definitely affects what we love, the cars mm -hmm. we love, which are just big, expensive products. That's all they are. Yeah. I hate to say it. You're right. They are. But Absolutely. I'm still rabid, super freaking about yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Totally yeah. hear you. Uh, Untitled Car Show, our friend over there, actually asked us like 15 questions on uh, on Twitter. So I picked one. Okay, great. And the one I picked is, do we want to do a Lemons Rally with him next year on the East Coast? And the short answer is sure. Sure. If we can drop in and drive. Because that, that's the tough part for us with these Lemons races. Yeah. We don't have the time and money to... We're doing the show. Wrenching, no, welding roll cages in. Exactly. Prepping the car. Painting the kind of livery. We, we don't have yeah. that time because we're working on the show. So right. we're happy to have this conversation. If you want us on your rally team, we would love to I mean, be we involved can cover drivers. It, you know, from a filming standpoint. Sure we could. That's easy. Sure we could. But but that's the thing is we have to kind of drop in from the sky and, hey, I'm happy to lemon some more. That's great. Another quick <laughs> one. Um, uh Des Seven from uh, from IG asked, "What car did we not like the styling of initially at all, and we've ended up really liking?" Hmm. And I did think of one. Okay, I don't love it still, but it genuinely turns my head, and I and I go, I kind of get it. Okay, and initially hated it. Lexus IS. Lexus IS, yeah, yeah. I mean, I the, just I I, I couldn't get away from it fast enough when it first came out. Sure, and I still don't know that I love it. But I kind of get it. I kind of go, okay, you've made a design hmm. that is your own, that makes you stand out in that segment where it is easy to blend. It's easy to blend in that segment. And you've made something that has its own style and presence. And it may not be my style and presence, but I can appreciate it. And I saw one today. And, and I just saw it and Did just you? like, you know what? Okay. It's just, it's coherent to what it is. I, I go, I get it. I see that is a successful design. It's not my taste, but okay, all right. Initially, it, it was like I, I needed to shield my eyes. It bothered me that much. Now I'm going, okay, over time, I'm kind of seeing it. Yeah, I, I can hear that. I saw a Fiat 124 Spider on the road, and it turned my head. I was like, what was that? Oh, that's it? It was just the Fiat huh, 124? What am I doing staring at that thing? What am I doing? I feel like you've always kind of liked that, though. I kind of have. I was unsure at the proportion of those headlights at first. But it yeah, snapped yeah, my yeah. neck on the freeway, and I thought, what is that? Oh, <laughs> huh. Yeah, yeah I kind of liked it. But then, you know, at the opposite end of the spectrum is the Maserati Levante. Worse than a bad day at the dentist. It's it's horrible. Awful. It's horrible, yeah. I mean, I didn't like it when it came out when I first saw it, and it's gotten worse the more <laughs> I see. Congratulations. <laughs> we hate it more, yeah. <laughs> what else? Any other questions you've got there? 
no, I think I'm good. I, I probably should pack. I realize by the time you're pack. listening to this, I'm unpacking. But the point is, <laughs> we are we are in Germany by the time you hear this. We're going to do, uh, again, a meetup in Stuttgart and then a meetup in Frankfurt. That is the first and the second, respectively. Uh, we're The night of the second, we will be actually recording a podcast with Tom, which is always fun. So that'll come out Always entertaining, week. yes. And also next week uh, for podcast, we will do one that has some of the people that are going on the trip with us telling some of their stories from the trip because it's always fun to get that first-timer perspective. We can tell you again about, we went to the Ring and Spa, and it is awesome. But it's fun to just have that first-timer perspective on the experience. So we're going to share some of that as well next week. Yeah, especially when we show them the GT3 dispenser for the very first time. Yes. That'll be a lot of fun. Yes, when they see it and they realize they're not on the list to receive said dispensing. But yes. Right. Where does my giant coin go in? How do, what button do I push? Yeah. To, yeah. We're still figuring that out. Guys, thank you again for all your questions on social media. Keep it coming. And uh, yeah, we're both off to pack. As a matter of fact, as Todd said, looking forward to seeing you in Frankfurt and Stuttgart. If you can make it, we would love to see you. Swing by if you can, and uh, we'll be posting. Thanks again, guys. Looking forward to next time. Cheers. I can't believe it. That Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown. It's pretty demoralizing, um, you know, and I feel like kind of a pawn in a political game and totally powerless. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is asking President Trump to postpone his January 29th State of the Union address, citing security concerns. But Republicans say this is just politics, shutdown politics, a move intended to keep President Trump off the national stage. Going to prison for 20 years, a Tennessee teacher who took a 15-year-old student and ran for weeks. Prosecutor Dan Cochran. I think it's a serious sentence. 20 years is a significant amount of time. He's going to have all that time to think about what he did, the consequences of it. We asked for 30, obviously, but 20 is a very serious sentence, and we feel good about it. An employee and a customer at an IHOP restaurant in Huntsville, Alabama, were killed in a shooting that also injured another employee. I'm Rita Foley.